Episode 101, Off and Running. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And Happy New Year, everyone. Yes. I, I should say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, since we didn't talk to you. After Christmas, but After we talked Christmas. to him before. We did. So Happy New Year to happy all of you. Happy 2012. This is our third year of podcasting. Yes. This yeah, is the beginning would... of our third year of podcasting, and I and Elisa both want to say thank you to all of you who continue to listen to us, especially those of you who have been with us from the beginning and continue to listen to us and give us feedback. We totally appreciate it. To those of you who have come across us recently, thank you. I mean, we are still getting emails every day, usually from folks who have found us somewhere or heard about us from someplace, and... We just are grateful to have you here with us. Somewhere, someplace. Yeah, I mean, well, they find us on a blog or through iTunes or from a friend. So, yeah. and one thing I want to say, if you could, let's start out the year right. Go to iTunes right now and please leave a five-star review if you feel that we deserve one and let other people know why you think you um, why you think they should listen to this podcast, you know? three years in or going on our third year here. And, you know, it is really awesome mm-hmm. to be able to impact your life each and every week. It, it truly is a blessing. And it's something that I have come to really just be very grateful for. Well, and it, it's, you know, you were talking about some of the feedback that we've received recently. And we actually got an email over um, the last two weeks from someone who's been a longtime listener um, she's been listening to us from the very beginning, has listened to all the episodes. Um, and there are a number of you out there that fall into that category. And we, like Tony said, are so appreciative. And, you know, it was just, it was neat to hear her take on the history of the show and where we've come and, you know, where, how she's listened to very much like some of the, the feedback that we read last week where people would listen and want to write in. And then they're like, okay, wait, let me see where they're going to go with this before I, I jump into the, a conversation and, you know, just, um, very appreciative of her message mm-hmm. saying that, you know, she's really, um, in some respects taken to heart what we've said and, you know, things that don't apply, she just keeps listening and says, okay, I'll tune in next week as well. Um, so big thanks to her for just being a long time listener. And, you know, we, we call this show, we're calling this show off and running because it is the start of a new year. And I do want to point out any of you that have listened to one of the first shows for 2011, Tony, do you want to talk about our Christmas budget? 2011. Oh yes. We stayed on task. This Thank year. you. Thank you. I just, this is a little pat on my back that I just, yes. I'm fishing for right now. Um, we went over our budget last night and everything was clean and yeah. everything was cool. You know, I, and, and it was a, it was a very mellow Christmas for us. Uh, you guys know it. Some, uh, some shows back we talked about, you know, paring down, making things more of an experience, not always having to just buy to have gifts. Honestly, I, I only got like two gifts that mm-hmm. on Christmas morning, which was totally cool. Okay, um, one you got the day before Christmas because I oh yes yeah yes we got I got one the day before Christmas. I got one uh, that Elise and I shared together, 
And then I got two from my Aunt Patty. Who was your secret Santa? Who was my secret Santa. And that was it. And you know what? It was actually really cool. I happened to hurt my back a couple of days before Christmas. So <laughs> I was I was laid up for a little bit and just hurting. My back was just really hurting. Well, and the thing with paring down our Christmas um, and how that ties into 2012 is that we're not hitting the beginning of 2012 going, oh my gosh, you know, we've, we're buried under all this debt. And some of you might be in which, and I'm not, I'm not dismissing that. I'm not downplaying that. Now's the time to make your, you know, get into your financial intimacy and say, you know, we need to have a plan for 2012 because mm-hmm. this didn't feel so good at the end of 2011. And, and we want to, we want to have a better 2012 financially. And a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight is, um, refocusing on all the areas of intimacy. And yes, I was fishing for compliments at the start of the show there because last year I took a serious verbal beating on the show because Tony was so mad and we had to podcast that night. And, um, and I deserved, I mean, I deserved the fact that I had overspent and that there were going to be repercussions, not only to our marriage, but to our financial budget. Right. And you guys come and listen to us because we're not just sugarcoating everything for you guys. That that's the fact. We we could we could sugarcoat our marriage. We could sugarcoat everything that happens on a day to day basis. And leading up to that, if you go to our Facebook fan page, which is facebook dot com slash one extraordinary marriage, you'll see a great picture of Elisa and I yesterday. That was New Year's Day, hanging out at Fletcher Cove Beach. We got the I put a picture up of us. Okay, and you know we're just smiling. We're having a good time. And I want to say what bookends that photo is New Year's Eve at SeaWorld. That was a complete <gasps> An mess. utter disaster. And then you have the after of that photo, which is us going head to head with Alex on a book report. book report that he's had all break to work on and was just, you know, we were just coming to heads with him. And it was very frustrating for us and for him as well. And, you know, it, it ended up being almost about two hours of Alex and I just sitting down going over this and me helping him understand how he can extrapolate more and describe more. But you see this picture on Facebook and, and some of you liked it and somebody commented and, and we so appreciate that. But just realize our marriage is just like yours. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have kids, we have our moments. I mean, today we went to the beach. Again, it was another beautiful Southern California day. We headed to the beach, you know, and just coming home that the tension between the kids just talking back and this that, and the other, you know, it all spills over. Right. So I just want you guys to know that what you come in here each and every week is a couple who's going to be honest with you. And we're going to tell you the truth because we know probably at some point in time, your marriage is going through this as well. Mm-hmm. Our goal is too this year is to continue to give you and educate you and entertain you and inspire you though to have an extraordinary marriage. That is our goal here on the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast is to constantly educate you, you know, give you the resources so you can use it in your own marriage. You know, we we have a tab for the seven days of sex challenge. You know, if you feel that you need a little something, go grab it. It's over there at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You know, we're going to do another one. We're going to do a whole, 
you know, I don't know when yet. We haven't even d- discussed it yet, but it'll be sometime this spring, most likely. Spring's always a good time of year to have it. Um, we've talked about some other things that we, we were hoping to do in this year to help you guys. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just, we'll just keep on going. You know, if there are things that you, you find that there are problems in your marriage that we're not touching on, let us know. Yeah. We, we love to hear it. We may not get to it soon as you send it, but we do have, we do have those archived in our email and we do look at those and we, we look at how it impacts our marriage and can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. So that's our goal, you know, but really we're here to just share with you. Hey, we're real folks. You know it. We, you guys are coming off the whole Christmas holiday, New Year's time, and now we're into a new year. A lot of things that are going to start happening again. You know, and with that, you know, this is that time that everybody's, you know, making their New Year's resolutions and, and we stopped. If you, if you make if them. You stop make, if you make them. I mean, we stopped making, you know, official. I resolved that in 2012, I will fill in the blank. Have sex more often. <sighs> <laughs> and some of you may have resolved that. Um, and we know from some of our listeners that over the last couple of years, that has happened. Those have been good resolutions to you know bring you closer. But where I was going with that was, you know, as you look at your goals for 2012, you know, and you start looking at the different intimacies, you look at financial intimacy, maybe, you know, 2011, like I said, wasn't so good. And so you're looking at 2012 going, you know, we need to have a budget. We need to have a plan. You know, or 2011 was good. Let's keep that rolling. You know, maybe we're on a cash basis and we do everything with cash and, you know, that's working or, you know, you are able to manage your debit cards. And so you use debit cards for whatever your system is for your marriage. You know, it's like everything that we share with you guys. It has to work in your marriage. Yeah. Whatever the system is. And, you know, so financial intimacy is one area. You know, you also, you know, this is a time coming off the holidays where things have been, at least in our house, a little crazy. I mean, we've just had the last six weeks where we've done two birthdays, two major holidays, three major holidays, if you count New Year's. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, and this was, I think, a better year emotionally I, and, you know, just connect. I mean, we partly because we just backed off and didn't do as much. Yeah, I th- I thought overall it was a, probably one of the best you know, you know, if you take the whole from Thanksgiving to New Year, probably one of the best six weeks of our Hol- married yeah, lives. Yeah, that holiday time. Yeah, um, it just just every everything was was clicking. I mean, you can look at the emotional intimacy, and, and tonight what we're going to talk about a lot of are the six different forms of intimacy and how they are important in your marriage. All six of them, mm-hmm. you know, they, they are needed. And so emotionally, Elisa and I have been really connecting other than when the kids have been on break right now is, you know, we're trying to make time for each other during the week, getting to a coffee shop, Mm -hmm. hanging out, chilling, talking, making things, making that a priority time. And it was really interesting because we asked on Facebook, you know, what's the one thing you want to do with your spouse this year? And I think the majority of you said date nights or, or some d- kind of d- designated time date, some p- kind of time together. And I'm going to tell you, you, you guys got to calendar this stuff. We, we've said it before. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, and sometimes it even kind of, you know, 
it flukes, you know, you kind yeah. of flukes into it. Like this past week I had, um, contacted our sitter and said, you know, would you be available either Wednesday or Friday night? And she's like, yeah, I can do Wednesday. You know, she says, I can do either one. I said, great. We'll see you on Wednesday. And then in the and sh- so we got, and so we got out for, we got out, we used one of the, re- you know, I went on to restaurant.com. We got a gift certificate, you know, one of their $25 certificates, whatever for two bucks did that, had dinner, had a great night. Mm-hmm. Then Friday afternoon, she sends me a text saying, um, six tonight, right? And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Do, do I get to have, do I get to have two date nights this week? Um, and it became one of those things where, you know, I looked at Tony and I'm like, we still have a few bucks left in our babysitting money. Do you want to, do you want to go out? And so we went and, you know, it was, it was great. It was a complete, you know, fly by the seat of our pants. We just went to a coffee shop. We actually worked on, you know, some planning that we were doing for 2012 for one and just had a lot of fun together. Just, it was just two quick hours, Mm -hmm. but it gave us some time that we weren't expecting. I mean, we would have been home sitting in front of the computers, watching movies with the kids, which has its place. And yet we just went out and said, you know what? We're going to take this time and we're going to start talking about what 2012 is going to look like for one. And, you know, it gave us that chance to have the emotional intimacy all because of an unexpected text. Yeah. You know, and so so you've got to jump on those opportunities. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't been able to, you got to calendar it, folks. You have to. And take it from Elisa and I. We, We did not do this for the majority of our married life. All right. I'm talking about like the first 11, 12 years of our married life. We did not take these opportunities and really it made an impact in the wrong direction for us. And you really need to make this time, carve it out and act upon it. Mm -hmm. You do not. I mean, understand if you're sick with the flu. Yeah, you're canceling it. I understand that, but dude, you're it, rescheduling. I'm going to yeah, say you're, reschedule you're rescheduling. instead of canceling. Yes, but dude, if it's a Friday night and you've worked all week, get your stuff done and get your butt home, get yourself ready and take your lady out. All right. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. But make it a priority, folks. And again, it does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be extravagant. Yes, I know childcare can get a little bit. So you do a two-hour quickie. You know, I don't know what it costs for you guys. For us, it's like eight bucks an hour. You know, go to a coffee shop. I think it was four bucks. So we spent 20 bucks two hours. And that's the thing. I mean, even if we had skipped the coffee shop and just gone for a walk. Or do it if, if your kids are in school. If you can schedule something early morning after the kids are in school or maybe a lunchtime deal, kids are still in school, you're not paying for daycare or babysitting. Lunches are generally cheaper than dinners. You know, just make it happen because really over this past year, this is an area that I think Elisa and I really, really connected was in our emotional intimacy, Mm -hmm. which played a big part in how we were able to communicate to each other when it came to our financial intimacy, Mm -hmm. our physical intimacy. 
because of the open communication. And even when we were having spats or times like yesterday when we were driving home from the beach and we're frustrated, you know, we're frustrated with the kids, but you know what? The kids were able to take showers. We were able to get them in front of a movie. And at least I had, I would say, an amazing quickie right there on the bathroom sink. And that's what you would say. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you agree? Uh, Yes. I just, I didn't know you were going to take it all the way. (laughs) To the quickie? All the way to the quickie. But, um, but the communication that we have together allows us to overcome some of, of sort of life's life spins and and life's challenges. They hit us, but But they're not, they're not sitting. They're not, they're not getting entrenched in our marriage. You know, things happen. We have a bad day. You know, life throws us a curveball and you know, it, it does the immediate, okay, you know, I'm spinning backwards type of thing where I'm like, Oh, I'm frustrated. But it, that feeling doesn't linger. We're not going to bed fuming at each other. There aren't the resentments building up. I mean, I really feel like in the last, probably in the last six months, especially there just hasn't been that, like, well, I did this, so you need to do that. You know, there's the scorekeeping is gone. The resentments are not there over, you know, if if I miss a day in my, you know, three days, he's not waking up the next morning going, seriously? Mm-hmm. You had three days and you couldn't pull it off? Right. You know, and, and so we're finding that because we've opened that communication, because we're spending the time on date night. Or day. Or day, that you know, we can have those conversations. Like a few weeks ago, um, you know, I'd asked Tony, I'm like, can you just get off the computer tonight? And he's like, why? I'm like, Beca-. he's like, I'm in bed by 10. I said, well, great. But I want to go to bed at 10. I'd like to see you at eight or nine. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't, he didn't get on the defensive. You know, like once I, you know, at first he didn't understand the significance of what I was saying, but I'm like, I just want to spend some time with you when I'm not already in bed ready to just read my book and veg out. And so, you know, he was able to understand that and it wasn't this big, well, you don't understand what I'm trying to do. And, you know, this whole defensive posturing, it was like, oh, okay. And so I got off the computer. You know, we've been Mm -hmm. spending more time as a family doing things like playing games. And some of you have, you know, told us about this over the last couple of years. You know, the kids are pulling out games and we're doing more games and, um, well, Alex and I play. Madden. Well, you guys are playing Madden, but Abby, you know, because she's a little bit older now, is getting into some of the other board games, and um, you know, so uh, you know, it's going from that emotional intimacy into the mm. recreational intimacy. Yeah. You know, we, and I, I have to share this too because it's another. I'm patting myself on the back because I've just had all these big steps lately. But um, we go to the beach yesterday, January first. It's definitely one of those things you can do in San Diego when it's eighty degrees. Happy New Year to us. And, um, I actually put on my bathing suit and I walked out and I did not get like fully wet, but I did walk into the water, which a year ago, pretty sure we went to the beach around like beginning of January, maybe February. February was it fe- it was. Okay. It was probably mm-hmm. when the kids had break in mm-hmm. February. Um, but that was a big deal for us because I go to the beach and I'm freezing cold. It, it, it just, Mm-hmm. I prefer tropical waters. San Diego in January is not exactly tropical. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to bundle up. Oh, and, and you were probably one of the only women out there 
that I can recall. You know, you're in your bikini bottom, just out there. You had your shirt on. But <laughs> I, say, I did have a shirt on. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you had your your win. What are they called? Rash, like, rash guard. guard. And I mean, I had my shorts on and my rash guard top on as well. But yeah, you're out there just engaging with the family and not just sitting off in in the sand. Yeah, and it, it so, was fun. You know, we had a great time doing that. You know, Tony and I are um, provided because we've got to set all the alarm clocks because come Tuesday, January third, our kids go back to school, and you know, so we're going to get up and start working out again together because we've just found that if we well, get up together in the if morning. If we get we up together, it's it. just kind of that encouragement of we're both doing it, we're both up, you know, that kind of thing. And if you want to join us, we will. We are starting the, uh, what is it, the Family First Fitness Challenge over there on Fit Marriage. Uh, this week you can mm-hmm. sign up, and next week we will kick it off. It's a 60-day challenge. We got prizes. We got things for winners and second place and third place, and, you know, you can do it with yourself or your spouse, your whole family. Everything is based on more of a percentage than weight loss and a, an, an exact number, but it's our way of just helping you and ourselves too to stay accountable mm-hmm. to each other and you know kick off the beginning of 2012. Because most people start the year with that like, oh, I ate too much during the holidays. I need to lose you know five, ten, twenty, whatever. Or you may just want to gain weight and muscle, which is okay too. Most. People are not falling into that category. <laughs> I know, but if they but are, don't if sweat. They are, I, yeah, if they I, are, I'm, that's okay. I'm There's there a place for you too, but, but most people listening. I know, but I'm just saying, if yeah. you're in that situation, I'm there with Tony's you. Since, since June, I have gained 23 pounds, yeah, something, something, like, something that. like that. I haven't done you it. You have a weigh-in soon, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, But you again, emotional intimacy leads to the recreational intimacy. And that, I'm going to tell you right now, Ladies, when you're feeling better about your body, guess what? You're more willing to take your clothes off for your husband. It, it, it's just, it's just the reality. The better you feel about your body, and at least leave the lights on. Yeah, leave the lights on. Have sex during the day. You know that when you feel good about yourself, that attractiveness mm-hmm. comes out in your personality. It comes out in who you are, how you dress, how you relate to your spouse, and the same thing for guys. I mean, when Tony's feeling good about how he looks, you know, he's kind of strutting around. Yeah, right now it's a little tough. You got, you got a little, but your your belly, the little belly you got going on there, that's that's intentional. Yeah, yeah, it's different for I, us, but I, it's I, intentional. <laughs> because because I'm trying to gain lean muscle for this competition I'm doing in June, and I'm and I'm struggling right now a little bit because I hurt my back the Thursday before Christmas. I have not worked out. Uh, I ended up working out like Saturday, um, which was That's New it, Year's yeah. Eve, and, and I did sort of a short boot camp workout that I do with with the, these guys that put it on. It's it's a fun little thing here in in Poway, and I haven't really done anything since. So I'm really in this lethargic, funky, funky place. So Lisa bringing up that we're gonna get together and we're gonna start waking up, and even here in, in San Diego, it's a little chilly. But yeah, our mornings we're gonna are make cold. It happen. You know, we're gonna make we it, we're gonna make it happen and and get a move on. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying for me personally, right now, I don't feel the sexiest that I could because of the the weight I have gained over the last six months, which is an in, intentional. But I I still in my mind am like, okay, just realize this is what you're doing, and just like any of you who want to lose, I also will 
need to lose. Uh, you got to put on extra weight to grow the muscle. And then you come to a point where it's called cutting and you start cutting away that fat, which is even tougher for me because of how much I want to cut. Um, well, and it's also, I think you're feeling it more in this last two weeks because you haven't worked out because when you were working out, yeah, it didn't bother. And I, I do have to say, I'm going to brag on my husband here. He's got the most amazing arms right now. His, Thank you. His biceps. Oh, because seriously, I've, I mean, we've been together. Can you make that noise? Like when we're in bed, <laughs> I, I would like that. That's like a Darth Vader noise. In no, bed. no, not the Darth Vader noise, but the, just the, oh, like that. Noise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of noise. So, <laughs> there's that emotional intimacy creeping into yeah. the conversation again. Um, but Something yeah. to tell me you're enjoying my muscles. His arms are really amazing right now. <laughs> you know. All right, next. Next. So, so we went to re- recreational. Let's talk about again. Well, we we're, we're talking we're, about physical. Yeah, we talked about physical. Let's talk about spiritual. Mm. <laughs> and our never-ending quest to. to engage each other in our spiritual intimacy although i did start reading that okay so tony so so did i you started reading jesus calling i this morning i picked it up oh look at us go we're not doing it together we're not okay but it's a start that we're at least reading the same book yes so one of tony's clients um gave him the book jesus calling which is a daily devotional and you know so tony last two weeks is like yeah maybe we should try and do this together so i put it on my nightstand and I read it yesterday and I read it today and I just found out that he's also reading it. So while we haven't read it together, right? we are, you know, this is a step in the right direction for us that we are at least reading the same devotional um, and just, you know, praying on that, having that, you know, kind of in the back of our minds or at the front of our minds during the day. Um, and, you know, all of us in our marriages are at different places in terms of spiritual intimacy. Yeah. Some of you, we know from emails that we've received, you've got your devotional time together. You've got that all figured out. You've figured out how to pray together. And kudos. Kudos to you. I'm in awe because we, this is an area, spiritual intimacy is an area that we struggle in getting on the same page consistently. Um, yes. I do not disagree. No. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and you know what? We, again, this is us being honest and truthful with you guys because it would be very easy for for us to sit behind these microphones and act all pious and all holier than thou, but we know that isn't true. Mm -hmm. And we know from all the small groups that we have led over the years, we know this is an area that a lot of married couples struggle with. It, it, It just is. And, and I do not know why. I do not know why Elise and I struggle with it. We, we, well, we do know why a little bit. Um, and we've talked about that in the past. One thing I will say that we always try to do is to continuously pray for each other. Mm-hmm. Now, we may not do that verbally, you know, outwardly in the room together. But I know it is a desire of mine to try and pray for Elisa every day. And, and I just, gosh darn it, I, I just have this this lapse for some reason. I mean, my day just gets going and sometimes I can just forget for days on end to, to pray, period. And, and I do not know what, what it is. But it is one of those areas that I really want to work on this year. Personally, I want to work on. 
Well, and I think, I mean, you bring up a really good point. I mean, there are a lot of people that, whether it's their prayer life or their financial life or their physical life, part of it, part of making a change is being aware that that's an area that you're not as strong in as you want to be. And, you know, part of that emotional intimacy is being able to say to your spouse, you know what, this is an area that we're not so good in. Right. And, you know, on the one date night we had last week, Elise and I sat down. And one thing I have noticed over the last, gosh, handful of years of us attending a church is that we tithe. It, it has become very passive in our mm-hmm. family. It's, it's what is it, automatic? Yeah, I have automatic payments set up out of our checking account. I don't even write the check. Yeah, I mean, we, we do some community events. We lead a small group or two. We're going to be leading one here in February for our church uh, on a church-wide study we're doing. And it's the one that Samantha. Samantha Pryor told us about this. Uh, the not, a, not a fan. Yes. So we're, we're going to be doing that. And we're thinking about actually doing that here on the show as well. And, you know, engaging you guys with this as well. So we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see. And real quick, if any of you have done that as a study, would love to have your insights on that. I know Samantha has, um, she actually sent me information about it uh, when she was going through it. But if any of the rest of you have done it, I would love to have your insights. Just, you know, leave comments either on the Facebook page or. Um, well, just leave them in the comments here at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Okay. Yeah. On, on episode 101. And, and I'll also have a link to that. So anyways, I was talking to Elise and I go, it's, it's becoming so passive. Our kids are getting older. They're nine and six now. And I believe that we need to tithe to our church because that's where we get our spiritual feeling. But at the same time, I feel like we constantly see people who are going on missions trips or doing stuff and we're just sitting in the pews doing nothing. And so this year, one of our goals is that we are going to tithe a set amount, but we're also going to hold back a set amount so that this year on our vacation, we are actually going to go on a family's missions trip. So we are going to be the hands and feet of Jesus out in our community and experience God's love out there. Mm -hmm. And instead of us sitting in our seats and looking at it and going, wow, I'm glad he's doing that. Because I think one thing Elisa and I know for a fact this year, it's a year of change for us. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's come to the point where we're just like, you know what? Things are happening and we'll keep you guys abreast to what's happening in our life as we go through this year. But we just sense that it's time to make some changes. We've been doing some of the things we've been doing for years and years and years. And not to say that they're bad, but it's time for us to shake it up and let God start wrecking some havoc in our lives so that we can grow and we can impact you and impact our kids and impact our community more so. And, and this has already been met with resistance from our children. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were having a family conversation and, and yeah, we mentioned vacation and mission trip all in the same sentence. And you know, we get that. What do you, what do you, what kind of vacation is that? Like, what are we going to have to do? You yeah. know? And one of them's like, I just enjoyed doing nothing on our vacation. And, and there's definitely a place, you know, time and place for that. And mm-hmm. yet very much like Tony said, you know, whether it's your spiritual life or your, a lot of times we just become complacent. Mm-hmm. It's very much like that message that I read last week where, you know, good gets to be okay. 
and we don't ever rock the boat to get something great because right. things are good. Because why, why, you know, and then you find yourself five, ten years down the road, and you're like, yeah, things, things are good. Yeah. But could they have been like if I had stepped out? Could it have been great? Yeah. You know, and so you know, even Peter, having that challenge. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, Peter had to step out of the boat. <laughs> you know, Jesus said, "Come." You know, they're mm-hmm. on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus said, come. And Peter had to step out of that boat and take a step of faith, knowing, well, really not knowing that he was going to drown. Right. You know, he had to step out of that boat and walk to Jesus. And that's where, where we are when it comes to our spiritual intimacy. We're, we're, we're sitting here going, okay, we know we struggle here, but we're going to take a step of faith, Jesus. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to tie to our church a certain amount, and we're going to hold back so we can impact a community and probably through that Jesus is going to impact us somehow some way I don't know I don't know and sometimes that is the scariest thing so give us your feedback on mission trips that you've been on if you've yeah, done if you've done, if family you've done ones, a family mission trip please um, tell us because we're searching or you know I mean there are so many organizations out there it's like uh, you know I already started looking and I feel like I'm doing the needle in a haystack going what's going to be the best fit for us um, so if you know of any, if you've participated in any, also share that on the One Extraordinary uh, Marriage comment page here below and and just let us know. I mean, this is going to be a year where we're going to be coming to you guys saying, you know what, we need your insights. We need your, we need your information. Share with us what you've done, where you've been, mm-hmm. um, you know, and planning this mission, you know, this type of trip for the family and looking at our finances and looking at all of this, this really gets into the intellectual intimacy too. I mean, when we sat down Friday night with that unexpected date night and we're sitting here looking at what one's going to be like, there was a lot of emotional intimacy, but you know, we also start getting into that intellectual intimacy, you know, and start making those plans going, okay, you know, what is, what is this going to look like? I mean, we've got some big dreams for one this year. And, you know, how it's going to impact all of you and different, you know, communities and things like that. And, you know, we need your prayers. Yeah. Um, you know, we need, we need your feedback. Like Tony said, if there are things that you want to hear on this show, if there are areas that we have not touched on, uh, let us know. I mean, sometimes we can't talk about things because we can't actually relate we don't have the life experience um you know and so there there are just certain things that you know if you write to us and you don't hear it on the air there's a reason why i think one of the biggest things that you can help us with right now when it comes to that is you know what are the the three biggest problems you face in your marriage mm. you know what are those three big issues that continuously hamper your marriage and why you sought out, you know, help in the first place. Why did you seek out a podcast on marriage? You know, why do you seek out books to learn more about your marriage? You know, what, what is that? What are those three things? And maybe there's just one for you. And if there's just one, that's cool too. Just tell us one that that's, that's totally fine. But I think that would really help us understand God, it would just help us understand where you're, where you're sitting. You know, are you sitting in the same place that we were three, four years ago? Are you mm-hmm. sitting in a, a place where we are now where you're looking for change? Are you sitting in a place where we were, you know, at year four where we were about to get divorced? 
You know, are you sitting at year, what year was it when we lost Andrew? I forget at this point where you just have had some. So year nine, year nine. I mean, have you had some massive loss that is really just wrecking havoc on your marriage? You know, what, what is it? What are you seeking? Or are you at a point where it's like, you know what? I'm engaged. I'm good. I want to learn what, what's up. Or is it, you know, we're cool. You know, everything's going good, but I notice we're plateauing. It's not, it's not, it's horrible, but we just plateaued. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's not great. You know, let us, let us know because I, I think we can really be able to use your feedback and to help reach and talk to you more efficiently and better, but also to impact more folks. And before we wrap up um, tonight's show, I did, we did get, we got a Christmas card. Um, actually, Tony just picked it up today from the P.O. Box. And yeah, I only go to the P.O. Box like once every 10 days. So um, this came from one of our listeners, Shamira. And if I mispronounced your name, I'm so sorry. But she just wrote, Hi, Tony and Lisa, keep doing what you're doing. You're blessing so many people. I've been listening to your podcast since the fall and have learned so much, which is especially useful since I just got engaged as of December. Congratulations on your engagement. Perfect timing. I thank God for you both. Have an awesome Christmas and a great 2012. And, um, and that will go up on our door. That'll, yeah, because I put all of our Christmas, um, Christmas cards up on our door. And then you stay with us as a reminder of all the people that we are loved and that we love. Uh, throughout the year and then when we start to get the new ones in the fall in december i was gonna say in the fall we don't get them in the fall yeah you know but i also want to share and this is great um some of you may remember we had shared the story of chuck fisher and his wife and um he sent us an update so i want to share this with all of you he says hello tony and elisa I am the man who wrote and told you about how my wife and I reignited our 40-year 40 40-year marriage last year and went from having sex 11 times last year to averaging 3 times a week. As always, I downloaded the podcast from iTunes and listened to it and was glad that you liked our story. But I realized I was not clear in telling you our story. Near the end of reading my letter, Lisa was struck by my devotion to my wife and dragging my arthritic hip upstairs every evening when she went to bed to spend time with her only to have to come downstairs where I slept in my recliner. I need to tell you that lasted for only three and a half months. Hold on. Don't think that I stopped going upstairs to be with my wife. That's not it at all. What happened is that my desire to be with my wife through the night drove me to start looking for a solution to my problem. Mother or necessity is the mother of all invention, I think is what they say. Through searching on the internet, I found a system of wedges that allows me to sleep in our bed with my wife in a recliner position. So since the middle of March, so this is going on 10 months now mm-hmm. that this is working for them, we retire together to our bedroom and I don't come back downstairs. My wife puts on music and lights a candle and we spend upwards of an hour every night, well, sometimes more than an hour, in bed enjoying some level of intimacy. After all, she did say that sex is on the table anytime we're in bed together. Then when we feel it's time to go to sleep, we set up my wedges on my side of the bed and go to sleep together. So Lisa, I do apologize to you for not being clear in my first email, but I thought you might like to know the happy ending to our story was happier than I communicated. Thank you for your podcast and your passion to make marriage extraordinary. Keep up the good work in Christ. Chuck. This was so awesome. I read this and I was getting all giddy all over again because I just loved, I loved their story when I read it to you guys the first time about how, you know, in spite of the pain, 
mm-hmm. once they reopened the channels of communication, once they really dug into that emotional intimacy, they were able to recapture the physical intimacy that had been absent. Missing, yep. Missing from their marriage and found that they were both still deeply in love with each other. They had just stopped communicating. And, you know, when you stop communicating, the sex generally goes away because you're not going to have sex with somebody you're not talking to. Yeah. Um, but then when we got this update, I was like, oh, I love that when they reignited that physical intimacy, all of a sudden Chuck was motivated to go find a way to be able to spend the night in bed with his wife in a position that would allow him to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, think about it, you know, when you're married, you want to go to sleep next to your spouse and you want to wake up next to your spouse. It's kind of one of the perks of being married. And so for him to go and figure out a way to make this all happen, loved it. Loved it. And, it's, and you know, it's what I want to leave you with as we, you know, kind of wrap up this show off and running to say, you know what? Think about your own marriage this week. Think about those areas of, you know, all of the six different areas of intimacy and say, okay, you know what? we need to talk about what's going really well, mm-hmm. you know, because some of you are thinking, okay, you know, what? We, we got the financial intimacy down. Like that's, that's working, but maybe the physical intimacy or, or, you know, we're a little lacking on the emotional intimacy, but you know, we still like to do, you know, just whatever it is, you know, what's going on in your marriage. Set aside some time this week. You know, you guys have heard us talk about our state of the marriage date nights um, where you sit down and you kind of talk about, you know, you sort of have an agenda beforehand so you don't spring anything mm-hmm. on the other spouse. You know, so if you want to talk about intimacy, you give your spouse. Which one? Well, whatever you want to talk about. Oh, okay. You give your spouse a few days advance notice that this is what we're going to talk about. Right, right. Do not spring it on them. It will go badly for you. Just a heads up. You don't have to listen to me, but I'm just giving you a warning. Then when you get down, you know, to dinner or when you're walking around the park or, you know, those of us in San Diego walking along the beach or out in the snow, wherever you are, then really open up and say, you know what? We want 2012 to be different. We want to make a dramatic change in our marriage. We want to take our marriage. Maybe it's not a dramatic change. We just want to go from good to great. Whatever it is that you want to do, Set aside that time in this next week or two to have that state of the marriage date night. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, I'm going to just kick this off real quick before uh, we get out of here. But for those of you who are struggling with the wall and it and the walls are up and they're they're, they're guarded, please pick up this book called Bo's Cafe. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful book. Elise and I have talked about it numerous times. I've read it, I think, two or three times now. I, I love the book and I will most likely read it again this year at some point, but please pick it up. I mean, it, it should make you really think about what you're doing and how you're acting and what would happen, what can happen if you allow yourself to break down that wall and open up because we only can be loved when that thing is down. Now, you know what I'm saying? Only be loved when the wall is not up. And Elisa is laughing at me. I just, I loved his, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so with that, I think, I think we're good. 
one thing we'd love to do this year, we'd love to have 20 members, um, monthly members. If you'd love to become a monthly subscriber to this podcast with your generous donation, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You'll see it on the right-hand side for as little as $3 a month. You can become a member, which means you still get everything, but you're just supporting us and our endeavors and this podcast and everything it takes to put it together. So with that, we love you guys. We are so thankful for you and we hope you have a fantastic week as hopefully most of your kids will go back to school and you have some time for each other. All right, you guys, we love you.